Hello and welcome back to Biased Broadway. This episode is going to be about Avenue Q, but before I dive into that, I have a few housekeeping things that I want to take care of. So first of all, I want to thank everyone who listened to the first episode on tips and discounts. And I did have a question that I wanted to answer here for everyone in case it was something that was going to be helpful to other people as well as the person who asked the question. So I was asked about whether or not the box office will honor discount codes. They will. And actually, the box office is the best place to get your disc- your tickets because when you buy your tickets online, though it's super convenient, they do tack on those convenience fees, which can add up to about $10 on top of your cost of your ticket. So if your tickets are already going to be costing you $80, you're going to end up paying more like $90 once those fees are added. If you have a discount code, something that you can get on Playbill, or if you get those mailing flyers, I know I get a ton of those mailers, you can bring those whether it's the mailer or a printout of that discount code from online to the box office. Obviously the box office is only going to honor the discount code of the show that is playing at that theater. So you can't bring a pretty woman discount code to a theater that's showing My Fair Lady. They're not going to honor that code. But if you bring the pretty woman discount code to the Nederlander, which is where pretty woman is playing, they will honor that code. You will get that discount and you won't have to pay those additional fees that you would be uh, charged on an online site like a telecharge or a Ticketmaster. So that's a great service. And thank you for that question. And I hope that that answer helped anyone else out there who might have had that question as well. The other bit of housekeeping that I want to do before we jump into this Avenue Q podcast is that these new episodes, starting with this one, are going to be dropped on the first of every month. So if you are enjoying and you're listening and you're looking forward to the next episode, now you know when the next episode is going to be. I did decide I'm going to do them monthly and I didn't have a set date that I was going to do them. I've decided it's going to be the first of every month. So starting right now, February 1st, you can listen to every podcast on the first of every month. So February 1st, March 1st, so on and so forth. And now you know uh, where to keep your eyes peeled for a new episode. So now that I've gotten that all out of the way, I want to talk about Avenue Q. It is one of my favorite shows. It's definitely top five. Honestly, it might even be top two. I'm obsessed with this show. I have seen it, I want to say seven times, but I'm not 100% sure on that count. I lost count somewhere in there, but more than five and less than 10. I've seen it when it was on Broadway, as well as multiple times off Broadway, and also in London on the West End. So to say that I've seen the show multiple times is is definitely an understatement. Definitely expresses the love that I have for the show and how great the show is and how great I think it is. With all that said, If you are someone that has not seen Avenue Q, you're going to want to go see it as soon as possible because it is closing on April 28th. April 28th, last chance to see Avenue Q. It is closing on April 28th. It is currently off Broadway, so once it closes, that's it. It's not going to transfer somewhere else. It's closing. I would say the best thing you can do right now is go get tickets and see it before April 28th. You can take advantage of off-Broadway week. I had talked about Broadway week, which is happening the end of January to the beginning of February, Off-Broadway Week is from February 11th to the 24th. And you're going to find all of that Off-Broadway Week information in the same place that you found your Broadway Week information, which is nycgo.com. I do know for a fact that Avenue Q is one of the shows that is going to be offered during Off-Broadway Week. So you should definitely go check that out. Two for one tickets, 50% off the price of your ticket. It's a great deal. 
And actually, one of the reasons that I know that for a fact is because I did get an email from Audience Rewards giving me the opportunity to purchase off-Broadway tickets before they're on sale for everyone else. That's advanced opportunity to purchase off-Broadway week tickets. So they let me know that off-Broadway week is happening, when it was happening, and gave me that advanced purchase opportunity. Like I said in that last podcast, you're going to want to take advantage of audience rewards. So if you don't know anything about Avenue Q, I guess the most appropriate summary would be that it's kind of like a risque Sesame Street. You've got the combination of puppets or slash Muppets. I'm not an aficionado on that, so I'm not 100% sure if they're labeled Muppets or puppets. If someone has that information and wants to let me know, I can clarify and update at the beginning of March's podcast. So puppets or Muppets and humans uh, interacting together in the world. It takes place mostly on this one street, Avenue Q, much like Sesame Street uh, takes place all on the one street, which is Sesame Street. But unlike Sesame Street, this is not a show for kids. Do not bring your children to this show. There is a song called The Internet is for Porn, and there's a song called you can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. So if that's any indication of the type of humor and the type of show that you're going to be getting yourself into, don't bring your children to this. I would say age range is appropriate for college age and up. I might be slightly biased because the first time I saw it, I was in college. So that's where in my head, it's a good first time to see the show. But actually, my big recommendation age range wise is if you're 20 something early 20s just out of college like 22 23 just graduated just got your feet wet trying to figure out what the heck you're doing don't really have a full-time job yet looking for one applying to a thousand places for me that was the best time to see the show that was when the show really hit home for me because that's honestly what the show is about It's truly an ensemble cast, in my opinion, but there is, I guess, sort of a main character, which is Princeton. He shows up on Avenue Q looking for an apartment. The first song starts with, what do you do with a BA in English? And so he's 22. He's newly out of college. He's trying to figure out his work situation, his life situation, his housing situation, his girlfriend situation. And he is confused in all of those aspects. And he meets these people on Avenue Q who become his his family, his friends, his lifeline, his people. And it's kind of, I think, what resonates with me the most is that it's a show about life and kind of shows the struggle of trying to figure out life and what's your purpose in life and where are you? What are you doing? It's a show about questioning life and the messiness of life. And it's about how life is messy and great, but so much fun. I think what really hits me is that all the songs have this satirical humor and this commentary on life. They're very spot on, and I have multiple times listened to the CD like, oh my god, yes, I was feeling this exact feeling right now. And the reason why I say it's perfect for right after college is because when I went to see it, again, it's about this 22-year-old who just left college, but also there's a song called I Wish I Could Go Back to College, and when I was in college, I thought it was funny, and like, oh yeah, I'm experiencing these things that they're discussing in the song, but having graduated from college, and I was trying to figure out myself and where I was going from here and I was already just like nostalgic for that moment in time where I had my shit figured out and I knew what I was doing I was doing well I knew where my classes were I knew what I had to do to graduate I knew what my 
day-to-day was going to be like. I knew what my extracurriculars were like. I had my friends. I had everything there. It was easy, and it, I, I just, like, jonesed for it in that moment. I was just like, yes, this song gets me, and it just hit me in the gut. And so if you're that age and you have some time before April 28th, I'm telling you, you should 100% go and it'll be an incredible life-changing experience for you because it'll make you realize you're not alone. Obviously, if you're older than that, that's, it's still an amazing show and you should still go see it. I'm not trying to tell you you missed your opportunity. Definitely not. But if you're a fan of kind of like a life commentary and satire and just, I don't, I, I don't know, but if you've seen something rotten, I, I feel like kind of Avenue Q does for modern times what something rotten does for the Renaissance, which is kind of takes a playful stab at they're totally not the same show at all. It's so hard to compare one show to another because everything's kind of its own beast. But I do feel like they kind of have a similar Uber vibe. I also just want to put a quick asterisk on this. And that's if you're someone who is sensitive or easily offended, this is definitely not a show for you. Again, I I did mention some of the song titles earlier being um, The Internet is for Porn there's also a song called a little bit everyone's a little bit racist so just kind of know going in what you're getting yourself into it is something that they're they're not precious about life they're um they're kind of poking fun at things and not being disrespectful that's not the right word but it's in any event it's playful but 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 it's not clean so Again, it's not something that you're going to want to bring your kid to, or you're not going to want to go take your parents and sit next to them. Again, internet is for porn. So it is an amazing show, though, and I cannot speak highly enough about it. I really feel like it captures the slice of life uh, in a humorous and, and musical way. And speaking of music, the co-creator and co-writer of the music and lyrics for Avenue Q is Robert Lopez, who is, if you know anything about him, you know how incredible he is. He is the youngest EGOT winner. He and his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez, wrote the music for Frozen and Coco. He also co-wrote Book of Mormon, not with his wife, but with a different co- uh, co-writer. His talents are incredible. He writes such incredible moving music. So that's kind of what you're getting yourself into musical-wise. Robert Lopez, EGOT winner, look him up. He's fantastic. And if you don't know what an EGOT is, it means that you have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And he does have multiples of a couple of those, um, possibly all of them, but definitely I know he has two Oscars and two Tonys. I don't know if this is a spoiler. I wouldn't consider it one, but what I'm going to do is I'm at the end of the podcast, I'm going to add a little vaguely spoilery note. And so if you don't want to know and you want to go in totally blind, no hints about what you're getting yourself into besides a summary of the show and the couple of song titles that I mentioned, you can dump out when I say goodbye. But if you're interested and you're curious and you're not going to see the show or you are going, but you don't mind going and knowing what this is, it's not really plot related. Um, It's just something fun and surprising that happens in the show. Um, I have a note about it and... I just wanted to give you the opportunity to go in totally blind and not knowing. So I'm going to put it on the end of the podcast. But if you're interested, teaser, here's a spoiler alert. It is really, really cool fact and you should stick around and listen.
listen. Um, I think one of the things about this show that really truly makes it one of my favorites is what the core of the show is. The core of the show, to me at least, and again, this is where Spies Broadway, it's about how I feel about this show and not necessarily how theater critics would feel about the show or even how you would feel about the show. I feel like it does focus on Princeton, who is, I guess, could be considered the main character, but it truly is an ensemble you get a little bit of slice of multiple lives and a little bit of, not a little bit of everything, because to say it's a little bit of everything is presumptuous. There's so many lives out there. It's not a little bit of every life, but they do touch on a lot of themes and of a lot of people's lives and, and things that are really real and true for a lot of people. I 100% see myself in Kate Monster. She starts out her first song saying that it sucks to be her because she's single, even though she's got this gigantic heart. And she's a good person. And I feel like I feel that there's also a scene later on where she's talking about her work. And there's there's moments in there where it really spoke to me. And I went, yes, okay, yes, I see myself in this character. And I think that there's definitely moments of that for everyone um, with multiple characters in the show. But I definitely feel it with Kate Monster. She also has arguably one of my favorite, favorite female power songs, I guess we'll call it, um, to sing, which she just got this moment where she's, oh my God, it's beautiful. She's right at the end of act one. I don't want to say anything because I don't, it's, it's further on the show and I don't want to like spoil anything, but she's got this amazing song that I'm obsessed with and she's got a place in my heart. Honestly, even just for that, just for the belting song that I sing all the time in the shower and the car and everywhere. Um, in addition to being about these on ensemble people and these slice of life, um, it's about finding your purpose in life, which I think is something that everyone can kind of struggle with and relate to. I, I mean, maybe just me, but I, I feel like I think about where the heck am I going from here? What's my next move? I think everyone kind of worries that they're not doing life right when really there's not a wrong way to do life. So I think this is a show for people to kind of just laugh at life and enjoy it. It's a show about life and purpose and enjoying life and living life to the fullest and just being there in the moment and enjoying it. Honestly, I think everyone should go out and see it before April 28th. You're going to regret it if you miss it. And I think between Off-Broadway Week, which I know we will have a deal for it, as well as I know there's a deal on Playbill Club. There may be other deals out there. I just happen to know about those two. And between those two, honestly, they're great deals. There are discounts floating around. And because it's an off-Broadway show, the ticket price does start at a lower number than the Broadway theaters do, just because there's a smaller overhead to begin with. So I do think it is something that's affordable. And it's something that I think people should grab a ticket to see. It's a nice, small, intimate theater. It's on 50th. It's a really cool space. It's downstairs. You go down two escalators to get there, and they have this bar with got special drinks. Their lobby's kind of like a modern lobby with um, some standing room and some, some kind of standing tables. There's a bunch of different theaters that all let out into this communal lobby, and it's just kind of a cool space and a cool small intimate theater so no matter where you are in the theater there's not a bad spot to be in I'm pretty sure the mezzanine's only about five rows deep so even if you're up there you're not far from the action at all okay and so that's 
really all I've got to say on the matter. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this review of Avenue Q. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them off to me at my Instagram, which is kellygreen13. K-E-L-L-Y-G-R-E-E-N-1-3. So if there's anything you wanted to talk to me about with this, just um, send it to me over there and I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. But if it is something that I think might be beneficial for everyone to know, I will um, stick it up at the front of March's podcast like I did with this one. And for those of you who wanted to hear that spoiler from earlier, stick around. The rest of you, stay biased. Okay, so again, I don't know how much of a spoiler this is, but it is something that happens in the show. It's quasi-plot related, so I didn't want to just say it and ruin someone's experience of getting to have that moment of of not knowing and, and being surprised. But there is this moment in the show where a character winds up passing the hat. He's trying to get some money. And so they do send people out into the audience. And the first time I saw the show, I definitely remember getting kind of confused because I was like, did these people get handed money for the show? Are they in on this? But then the hat ended up in my row and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I saw people taking out their wallets and putting money in. And I'm like, oh, okay, people are just putting money in. And at this point, I'm like a broke-ass college student. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but you can skip me. Um, I did wind up on one of the times when I went back. I uh, was flipping through the playbill before the show started. And I noticed in the back of the playbill, it said, All money donated tonight will be going to Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. That money is not just getting taken backstage and just like handed out to the actors or the stage crew or anyone. That money is going to charity. That money is going to Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS, which is an incredible charity. So if you are so inclined to take money and drop it in the hat, you get to have this fun moment of participating in the show, but also knowing that you're doing you're donating a charity to a great cause, to Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. And it's honestly, I think going in, knowing that information, I now don't have to worry about digging through my purse or digging through my wallet in the middle of the show. I get there, I just shove $5 in my pocket, and I am ready. So then when that hat gets passed around, I'm waving my $5 in the air like, get over here with that hat! So (laughs) I think it makes it extra fun. I don't know if you're like me. I personally love interactive theater. Uh, When I went to see Hair with my friends, uh, it was my second time seeing it, so I didn't tell them that they were going to be crawling around in the audience and touching people because I thought it would be really fun to place my friend who has long shoulder length hair and a bushy beard right on the aisle so that they had to come over and just climb on him and touch his whole face and he wasn't gonna know. Turns out we we get there and people are fascinated with his hair. Everyone came over to touch his head. Uh, He had so much fun. He loved it but If that's your worst nightmare, then obviously you wouldn't want to be part of that situation. So here's the heads up. If you don't want to be part of that situation, then obviously don't call them over. But if you're like me and you love being part of the show and you love the interactive nature of it, then you you love that feeling of, of being part of it and being truly immersed in that moment. Bring that money, shove it in your pocket so that way you don't have to be digging around in your wallet or your purse while you're in the middle of the show and just stick your arm up in the air and call them over and stick that money in the hat and you can be part of that moment on stage and you can be donating to a great charity, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. It's a win-win situation. 
I love it. And so that's my big tip. If you're going to go see the show, which is shove some money in your pocket and you'll get to have that really fun moment where you get to donate to the character on stage, but in reality, you're donating to Broadway Hair's Equity Fights AIDS. So uh, that's it. That's my my big spoilery tip. And uh, on that note, I'm uh, I'm signing off for real this time. So stay biased, everybody.